Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Dispatches. He's the man. <laughs> it's awesome, funny, random, doesn't make any sense, but it's good. Hi everyone and welcome back to the channel. Happy second Saturday. It's the 26th of June 2022 in case you're not watching this live. Um, yeah, welcome everyone. Today we are going to be doing something slightly slightly different. We're not going to have apologies, got myself twice there. Um, today is our first interview where we're not talking to an ex-Mormon. We're going to be talking to some ex-Jehovah's Witnesses, JT and Lady C. They've appeared previously on the Mormon Stories podcast, uh, episodes 1428 and 1429, and that was awesome. I listened to it recently again this week, and it was amazing. We're not going to cover what was covered there, because there's three or four hours of great material that you should all go back and take a look at. Um, John does a great job interviewing them and going through some of their backstory. Uh, so we'll meet them in a moment. We'll speak to them and, and get an idea of where they are. And then we're going to play a little game. We're going to go through some categories and compare Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons and the teachings, etc., and just kind of figure out in what areas we were the same, what areas we were different, and maybe who was slightly more quirky. Uh, but Without further ado, let's welcome Lady C and JT. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, thank you for having us. Hey, man, thanks a lot for the invite. Appreciate that. Hey, no, thanks for coming. Um, so you guys are in Washington, D.C. right now? Yes, we're right here in the nation's capital. Yeah, and it's all kicking off. But... <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> right now it is, yeah. Absolutely. yeah always, always a fun place to be. Um, so I said that we wouldn't cover too much of your backstory, but we still need to kind of understand where you stand in the, I guess, the, the plethora of religions out there. Um, and now I've, I've always said that high demand religion, we're all survivors of the same thing. We yeah. just had different old men telling us what to do. Um, so <laughs> a good yeah, we, you, you were both Jehovah's Witnesses. And you both served in leadership positions within the Jehovah's Witnesses? Well, women can't lead anything in the yeah. Jehovah's Witness faith. So I was more like a follower. <laughs> <laughs> women have to know their place. Wow. Yeah. Right. I, I remember you, you were talking with John about an Excel spreadsheet and trying to um, let a brother know that it would be much quicker <laughs> to do something with an Excel spreadsheet. But you had to get JT to go tell him. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, exactly. that's, um, <laughs> again, the first comparison, we're not quite that bad. It's not, it's not good. It's not good in Mormonism, but it's not quite that bad. Um, yeah. so women, we try to make ourselves, you know, as women, we try to make ourselves agreeable and we try to show that we're following and you have to just put on that face. You know, you, there's no resistance. No woman is going to stand up and resist in public you know, yeah. and tell people what they think and feel. That's not going to happen. Wow. No, there, there's not going to be any woman, no, no women's movement in the Jehovah's. <laughs> and, the, and the reason why is it's, it's, a, it's basically a, a patriarchal style religious belief system. And as anyone who's, in, who's familiar with the patriarchal style of religion, there are specific roles and places that individuals are assigned and that's where you stay. 
or else or else you will run into problems. I guess you can you can try to get out of your role, but you will run into problems. There's no question about that. Yeah, get back in your lane. Yep. This is yeah. No, same thing. Like yeah. everyone, if you try if you try and email like the higher ups back in your lane, the email will get sent straight back to your local leader. Oh, absolutely. You you can't get anywhere. There's it's it's like a a, a business, very corporate structure and there's no way no way through it no well, it's amazing that you said that you get to email that was never <laughs> anything. we never had anything like that going on because i don't even think the average jehovah's witness even elder knows the email address of the governing body yeah but you know e email yeah emails are not allowed uh basically uh like they are in other religions they're starting to work more for it now but basically they prefer letters uh, and when now that they have their secure system, they are now moving more into that. Uh, they're trying to, to bring up the date, but then you only allow certain people can log in. Um, so the email system is rolling along, but for years it was strictly letters. Uh, they were actually afraid of the internet. They actually, if you go back when the internet first jumped out with America Online here in the United States, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses were just dog for being on the internet. Uh, they made it a negative thing. And so uh, witnesses were afraid of it. So there's actually a generation of witnesses that are somewhat, even today, they're somewhat uncomfortable with the internet. Of course, the younger people, you know, they're, they're, they're on it. And it's well, proven to actually be a problem for them. It's proven to be a problem. You know, I used to be afraid of the internet uh, when I was a Mormon missionary and we were, you know, you get pass along cards. So for yourselves, I'm sure you have the same thing in your watchtower. And on the bottom, it would have uh, the kind of website address mormon.org or whatever it was at the time and i used to hate giving them out because i didn't want anyone i was talking to to go to google and type the word mormon and i felt like the pass along card was prompting them to do that because if you type the word mormon in google oh my gosh there is so much that comes up that is not nice about the church and yeah exactly and it's yeah. the same with jehovah's witnesses um you know the the, the the algorithm brings back whatever's there yeah yeah <laughs> which includes channels like yours and ours yeah which includes the truth <laughs> well then you must have known something that wasn't right when you were a missionary because if you knew there was negative stuff you didn't want to give out the email address or the website then there was something that was lurking around your corner that you knew something was going on as well yeah so what true? what before i became a missionary so it, in, in all young men are told when you grow up you're going to be a missionary okay yeah that's like if you don't do that culturally it's a bad thing there's there's a, a bad mark on you you know it's like the curse of cain and so before going on a mission you have to go through the temple where you do all the secret stuff so before you can do that, you have to have like classes and stuff. So the internet was pretty new when I was um, preparing to do that. And I went to Google or maybe it was like Yahoo or something at the time before Google. Um, and I just put in like Mormons and I got back something about um, God having literal sex with Mary, which they do believe, but they don't want to talk about now um something about the temple and the secret handshakes and there's something about uh some other thing in history and i was like what i never heard of any of that so i went to my mum and i said what about these and then on sunday the bishop took me in and sat me down and told me and just kind of 
beat it out of you know wow. just said told me off and uh shouldn't yeah. be looking there so i i didn't go look again and i didn't want wow. any of my yeah. uh potential members to go look again either so yeah that that this that that for for groups that pride themselves on um information wanting to tell people things they're oftentimes the first ones to want to shut people down if it's not in their favor and you would think that i mean just realistically you would think to yourself wait a minute if we have the truth it will stand anything but that's not how that plays out it's like don't, don't be testing it now don't be testing this stuff because and and the reason why because they know it's a house of cards and if you've ever yeah. seen kids or even grown people build a house of cards you know it's very delicate it looks very nice while it's standing but if you just pull one card everything collapses and that's the way these types of religious belief systems are and that's why they discourage people from actually doing too much digging asking too many questions and things of that nature that is a common facet of typically high control groups don't ask too many questions go sit down be quiet yeah you know well right. something something the mormons have been really good at is they've managed to brand everything that the, they haven't published so anything that doesn't have their logo stamped on it as kind of anti-mormon literature and just anyone like you you give them anything i i could talk to family members and suggest they go read part of actual literature from the church but because me an ex-member is suggesting that it's bad so they won't do it you know because i'm obviously trying to trick them or if i gave them something that just didn't have the logo on it that's anti-mormon literature and that way satan lies so they've done a good job there yeah the, the witnesses have <laughs> yeah the witnesses are kind of unique in that their literature is often time stamped much like milk Ooh. yeah milk spoils and so as with any supermarket they'll take it off the shelf well jehovah's witnesses do the same thing their published material many times has an expiration date and so they will remove it out of circulation so every Jehovah's Witness knows anyone who references any published material that is out of date, you basically can shun it. You basically can avoid it. And they will argue, well, that's not the latest. That's not the latest. You know, we, you know, we, we talk about the latest. You talk about something that's old. That's old stuff. But they miss the very important point. Uh, you say that stuff was God's. And then you tell me it's not God's. And, and that's the part. And, that's, that's, and that was one of the reasons why we set up our channel the way we did. And we called it what we do. We call it critical thinkers. Because one of the things that we observed is that was basically the problem that Jehovah's Witnesses have. Jehovah's Witnesses are not critical thinkers. In fact, the organization teaches you not to be a critical thinker. And the way they do it is because they teach you not to be an independent thinker, which means you're thinking independently of God. But the actual reality is it's not god that many times people are questioning is the published works of the uninspired watchtower writers out of new york but because they have so merged the two together god and that we often laugh about this you can tell a, a jehovah's witness can hear something like this the bible says jesus says the watchtower says the governing body says the holy spirit says and they will see no difference they will whatever statement is made after you reference that entity it carries the same weight wow so once you can convince people and that 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 
what you say carries the same weight. Uh, and, and the Watchtower stated that, you know, you, they, they, they made the point that you should listen to us as you would the voice of God. So when you got people who are being taught this from a very young age or they're being introduced to it and everybody in their circle is, is, is buying into this, after a while, it becomes very easy to tell people whatever you want to tell them. And it works. And before we came on the air, my wife and I, we were discussing, you know, these you know, different religious belief systems. They all have a very similar uh, common thread. And that thread is they're either low control or high control and everything in between. Because what you will find is you examine different religious belief systems. Uh, they often have a combination of things that are based on the Bible. And then they have stuff that's made up. Mm -hmm. And the stuff that's made up, you have to view it as if it is from the Bible. And that's what beliefs, especially in Christianity, that's what the belief systems do. And it only varies in difference many times to the degree of how much autonomy they will give their members in terms of making decisions for themselves. And as you move up and down the scale, you'll see in one belief, they allow their members to make decisions on what they wear, or how they cut their hair, or where they work at, where they want to go to school or not, where they want to do this. Whereas others, they are very strict. You have to wear this. You can't wear this. You must wear a bonnet at all times. You know, um, and so you see that whole um, spectrum in religious belief system. And like you said before, you know, you just look at them and you compare them. And you see, well, which one has, as some people will say, you know, which one have the looniest man-made teachings? And 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 it, it and it varies greatly. It varies greatly. Awesome. So. Do you guys get like fundamentalist breakoffs who take the doctrine like super serious or they're kind of like, no, we need to go back to some of the original doctrine and kind of break away. So we, we have a lot of like Mormon fundamentalists who still practice polygamy and, you know, are just in their own compounds and things. Does that happen over your side of the fence? What happens on our side is very interesting. It's almost the opposite. The original believers, the original followers of Charles Taz Russell, they still exist. They're known as the Bible students. Here in, here in Washington, D.C., they have, they have Bible students. They still study what's called the volumes, the studies in the scriptures, the volumes. They still follow the teachings of Charles Taz Russell. So when they look at, quote-unquote, Jehovah's Witnesses, they will tell you, y'all broke y'all broke off from us. We were here at the beginning. Y'all just jumped up back in the 30s. We've been here since the 1800s. And so that is really the way they look at Jehovah's Witnesses as the breakaway group. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses look at them as, well, y'all didn't change when we changed. Well, we didn't change because we had the truth. Y'all changed the truth to the false. And so, I mean, that's the type of dynamics. Uh, generally speaking, you will find very few breakaway groups from the Jehovah's Witnesses. In fact, that was one of the things that a lot of former Jehovah's Witnesses uh, were disappointed in with a gentleman, his name was Raymond Franz. Uh, Raymond Franz was a member of the governing body, which is the, like, like in the, with the Mormons, you have the 12 apostles. Uh, he was quote unquote like that at that level within the organization. And everyone was, ex well, a number of people, not everyone, but a number of people were expecting him to start Jehovah's Witness 2.0. And he didn't. And so that's what you often get, because as you mentioned, that's what you often see. Um, most religions 
is a result of a breakaway because that's what happened with Charles Sands Russell. Yeah. He did not follow. He did not continue to follow the religion of his mom, dad, and brothers and sisters. He started his own church, and his folks were like, "We ain't following you, boy. You must be crazy." <laughs> and so, and so, uh, when you but look you know, back, yeah, go I mean, ahead. It's amazing. <laughs> I was gonna say that I got a phone call from someone a couple nights ago from New York City, and she said, "Would you please put this out on your next broadcast?" Now, um, this is a group of people that they're part of the LGBTQ community and it's about 40 people. And what ended up happening was they got kind of like kicked out of their space as one of Jehovah's Witnesses when they came out. So she was just telling me that um, they still believe that the religion itself is the truth. And so about 40 different people from this group are now studying what get this watchtower their watchtower on their own in their own locality and they've yeah. been doing this for a while but yeah it's interesting you yeah, know yeah. you ask that question and then this happened that this came up a couple of weeks ago i mean a couple of days ago from a friend of mine in new york yeah and and, it's, and, you know, and you know pd it's understandable because most religious belief systems they do have teachings that are based on the bible and you can turn to the bible and say this is what it says Mm -hmm. And so when people leave a religion, they say, well, I want to hold on to the, to the good stuff, but I'm going to let the crazy stuff go. And yeah. then, what, and, and this is the pattern. This is the exact pattern, man. You will have people who will look at their religious belief system and they will point out all the crazy stuff, unscriptural stuff. That's what Charles Taz Russell did. He looked at the church that his mom and daddy went to and he said, well, mom and daddy, this is crazy. And so he abandoned those crazy teachings and he said, I'm going to just stick to the Bible. But this is what always happens. And this is the pattern we have. Look, we, we've looked at this and this is what you see over and over and over. Person starts out him and a couple of friends. They agree. And then all of a sudden you get a few more friends. They agree. And they're just sticking to these ones, these, 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 these truth teachings. But after a period of time, they start introducing their own. Yeah. They start introducing their own. And they literally become what they left. They literally, and that's when, as a Jehovah's Witness, uh, we used to talk about that, how we left those things. But then we turn around and do the same thing. Uh, let me just, just a quick example. At one time, Jehovah's Witnesses did not excommunicate people or disfellowship people. They did not do that. In fact, they wrote a scathing article on the Catholic Church for excommunication and disfellowshipping. And they outlined all these things about this fellowshipping and excommunication was demonic. It was from Satan. It was unscriptural. It was unloving. It was it was hurtful. They just did a whole laundry list of all the reasons why this has no place in Christianity. But then they realized one of the things that they did say about excommunication and they liked it. It's one of the most powerful controlling tools a religion can have. And you guessed it. Less than like less than 10 years later. They had incorporated and built their own excommunication disfellowship program. Same program they just dogged 10 years ago. And then they got theirs 10 years later. They had it up and running. And today yeah. it is the most devastating tool that Jehovah's Witnesses have in their arsenal uh, that they use toward people who don't follow the rules. And it's powerful. Uh, it yeah. drives people, unfortunately, man. It, it literally drives people to commit suicide. We actually, we, we just, just, just recently, I mean, less than 30 days ago, we had someone, we had actually spoke to this guy twice and man, it was just, it was, he'd been cut off his family, uh, his wife, his children. They was told that he was wicked. He was Satan's first cousin. 
I mean, and everything. He was no good father. I mean, just everything. And we had spoke to him twice, man. We were supposed to have gotten back together again, but he had just reached the point. If I had known, we we would we would have we would have tried to at least reach out. But it just got him to the point. He said, "JT, they they took my family, man. They they, they take him all my family." And um, very loyal Jehovah's. He was an elder. He was involved in a lot of watchtower projects all over the state that he lived in. Um, very active. So he wasn't a quote unquote weak Christian. He was considered a good, solid brother. But yeah. when he found out certain doctrines and he started inquiring about those doctrines, man, they shut him down like an ATM machine on the third try and you get the wrong pin number. They shut him down and it, 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 it got to him. And yeah. I ended up getting a phone call from someone one evening and uh, we were informed that he had taken his life. So this, you no, know, these, these high control groups, they're no joke because they, they, they literally have you evaluating your self-worth with yourself and in the eyes of God. And when you have that on the table, man, um, that's, 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 that's what makes them so dangerous. And that's really the thing. They high control groups, they're dangerous because they can literally, if you have a person who's on the edge, a high control group can push you over. I mean, it's just that simple. So you were, uh, we mentioned earlier your, so you've got a, your own YouTube channel, XJW yes. Critical Thinker, and you've got your website, which is awesome, xjwcriticalthinker.com. Mm -hmm. I wrote it down just so that I didn't get the .com wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, what, what led you from being a believing Jehovah's Witness to where you are now, to starting the, the YouTube and the website? And it's, as you say, you, it's almost like they they hold this spiritual gun to people's heads. What made you kind of say, oh, "I don't care"? You know. Well, you mean on. how we woke up from the yeah. religion? Yeah. Well, um, you know what? When we look at when we look at our lives, we we were like in our own home. Mm -hmm. I would consider us liberals, liberal Jehovah's Witnesses, like just within our own um, life. You know, that we live in terms of we didn't um, we were not. We didn't let them make us fearful of having a conversation. So like if there was something that was stated at one of the um, meetings at the Kingdom Hall and we would come home and freely, freely discuss it, you know, and look at what was going on in the congregation. Right. So you're having these conversations. You're you're looking at what's being taught and you're just talking about it, which means that you're not going to be like, oh, we better not say that. And then going further into that mindset of listening to everything they tell us. So the day that there was this article that came out about the 1914 teaching and how they changed it, I remember coming home from the meeting that day and JT kind of approached me and said, look at the teaching, look at this teaching. I didn't even know. It kind of went over my head. And he, and he, he, he brought it to my attention. And he told me, if the world don't come to an end by the year 2000, I'm out of here. And I looked at him like, huh? You know, but then he started to explain to me about the teaching of the 1914 and how they made the change. So it was that it was that teaching. Then it was the one about the they had this thing about the sheep and the goat and how we're not doing the separating of the sheep and the goats anymore. And it was and then we, we had already been talking about this other issue about alternative service and how they the watchtower made this this hard fast ruling about you you cannot do alternative service 
in this country if it presents itself. So it's like, oh, yeah, you know, if you, you, you're not going to go to war regardless. But the alternative service issue was like, well, you're not going to do that either. And then a magazine came out talking about, oh, you know what? Well, the reason why um, you didn't take the alternative service job is because, you know, you were being, your, your, your conscience was too strict, right? So, you know, we're looking at all these things. We're comparing the, the craziness that's going on in the congregation, the, the problems in leadership in our organization, in our own personal congregation. And we're thinking to ourselves, wow, you know, then we're on the internet, right? So we're back and forth on the internet because during that time it was becoming more, you know, um, fashionable. I really shouldn't say fashionable. <laughs> it was becoming uh, a norm that yeah. that this was just now coming about. And um, of course, you know, we got our computer and things like that. And we were online and um, we found an online bulletin board. And JT was up there trying to defend the Watchtower, talking to somebody. And the person told him, go get Crisis of Conscience by Raymond France. And why, read that. And, uh, and, you know, we've talked about this before, so I won't go into a lot of detail. But the long story short is once he got to that book and he read that book, everything came flooding back to him about all the things he was thinking when he was at Bethel, all the people that, that Ray France was writing about in the book. He, he knew those people personally or somebody that knew that person because some people had already died, but he could relate to everything in that book. And uh, that is what really got us out of the religion. And, uh, and, then, and then later on, and it wasn't until like years later that we, that we actually came out on the internet because I'm going to tell you right now, and, I, and I'll tell people this, we... We had our we we left Watchtower, and then for the next ten years, we had our head in a book going to college. And I look back at my life and I say, I don't know if I would do that again, because I spent so much time with my head in a book in the educational realm that when I finally woke up, I was like, Where am I? Right. Yeah. But bottom line is, I got through my degree program, but it took us so long because we we only went back part time. You know, and we didn't go every semester. So we finally graduated from college. And uh, then uh, it was my father that got me on YouTube because he said to me, he said, have you been on YouTube lately? Have you seen all these Jehovah's Witnesses out there? And then he goes, you guys need to get out there with your channel. He said, because all the information that you got and all the life experiences that you have, he goes, why don't you guys get out there and get your channel going? You know, so we did that, you know, so I mean, and so that's how we, you know, kind of like got online was my father, you know, he was like out there more than I was. So. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I think it, very similar things happen on our side. You know, Joan Galloway just said that God is the same yesterday, today and forever. <laughs> that's kind of a saying that we have. And then until he's not. And, and it's, it's not. It's so true, you know. What's that again? God is the same yesterday, today, yeah. and forever. Um, and then, like you, you read stuff from, like you said, yeah. you're reading from the the 1800s, 1900s, and you're like, wow, oh, it's it's the same God saying the exact opposite thing. I know. 
I mean, realistically, man, and this is the thing about sometimes when you, when you look at religious belief systems, they 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 they, they will ha- they will have God quote unquote contradicting himself. Mm. And so at some point you've got to ask your question. I don't think you know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. And that's what it boils down. They, they really didn't know what they was talking about. They, they might've been sincere, but they clueless, just clueless. Right. And then PD for your audience, I better go back and double click on that because when I talked about 1914 and stuff like that uh, and separating of the sheep and the goat, what that means is the gen- there's a generation that saw the first world war okay. in the Jehovah's Witness. And, and that's the way they categorize it. The people that lived during that time or remembered that time would still be on the earth when the end of the world came. Ooh. That was, that was the 1914 that's a 1914 situation. Team. Right. The generation so, of 1914. Yeah. And so that's when JT was like saying, wait a minute, the 1914 generation, they're like, 80 and 90 years old right now. Then they stopped teaching that. They stopped it. <laughs> because they realized that that they were going to get caught in um the time war. The yep. time, you know, the, the time ran yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, time ran out. Yeah. Time ran time out. Time ran out. And so then we had been we had been preaching, going out and you know, like knocking on doors, um, trying to recruit people to the Jehovah's Witness faith. And based on this teaching, we were telling people, don't go to college. Um, don't, you ain't got to work meaningful jobs. You ain't got to, you ain't got to, you know, like save for retirement. Now, mind you, the watchtower did not actually come out and tell people that. Now they did give talks from the platform and they have a newsletter called kingdom ministry. I don't know what it's called now, but in that magazine, they would try to like, you like steer you to these other facets of life, which meant that you would not be going to college. You would not be looking for a career in the system. You would not be saving for retirement because these things are futile. Because why? Because the end of the world is so close that there's no reason for you to even be trying to embark on a career in this world. Because what did they say? They said, if you put all of these things in this world, all of your energies into this world, I would not um, invest in, in a world that's going out of business. That's the way they presented it. Wow. So you have all these Jehovah's Witnesses that don't have money for retirement. They don't have education. You know, they don't have careers. They, a lot of people work as um, handyman, jan- janitors, cleaning businesses and stuff like that. Okay. Well, we, yeah. we, we treat life like a flyover state. And I think it's kind of like what you're talking about with this system. And it's like eternity. We, we, the Mormons, I'm not a Mormon anymore, um, but they believe in a pre-earth life for eternity before and eternity afterwards. So this 70 years, who cares what happens in this 70 years as long as you're faithful? You know, there's nothing important in this 70 years. You're just flying over. You're not bothered what's in Nebraska. You want to get to California. Fly over. You know? It's a flyover state. So, <laughs> so yeah. you, but, but they say the knowledge you gain in this life, you will take with you into the next life to build your own planets and earths. So that's kind of the, the different thing. So we, we send people to college to learn because they need to take that with them 
um, to yeah create their own planets uh, in the future. Yeah. But, oh wow, you gonna get your own planet? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, we get the better prize. <laughs> You yeah. got a better prize. We were going to be yeah. on a pit. We were going to still be on this earth. And once all the people had died, like most of the people, 99.9% .9 of the people on the planet were going to die during this Armageddon period. Yeah. And then we were going to take this earth that was left over and transform it into a paradise. Can you imagine how long that would have taken to, to do, to get rid of all the dead carcasses and all hey. the, construction and all the devastation Just, that this small group of people is now going to have to transform this world into a paradise yeah well we're going to get there we're going to get to armageddon but <laughs> i just <laughs> right we're gonna we're gonna we all know right. each other now i feel like we've yeah. broken the ice oh, sufficiently yeah. to play a game <laughs> so i've got this game so we've got we've got a leaderboard guys something a little okay, bit different. cool let's, let's okay. check it out so on this leaderboard, we've got Mormons versus Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, boy. Okay? First down, he, right. down here, we've got 11 rounds. Okay. Maven was just asking what the vote for. Anyone watching on YouTube, you'll see in the chat area, there is a vote for Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses. That is the people's choice. As you listen, you can decide which side you think is more kooky or out there. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's the bonus point at the end. For the people's choice so as we go down these um uh, different uh categories we might not get through them all and that's cool we're gonna let the holy spirit guide i'll show you how we do that in a minute um but there'll be a point for each round uh we'll decide between ourselves who kind of wins you can let us know in the chat who you think should win um, and then by the end of it we'll see who got the most points and who who came out on top it's just a little bit of fun something a little bit different um, but the way we're going to choose, I've got the Holy Spirit spinner right here, okay? And uh, the Holy Spirit's going to spin this and choose the first category. See, I think this is an awesome, like, they should have this at church. Yeah, I'm telling you, right? Like, that's, what they do for, that's what they do for their doctrine. They spin, they spin something properly. There you go, number three. So, number three, we're going to start with gaslighting. Gaslighting, Awesome. Um, so I think I'm going to go first. Okay. Because we just spoke about getting your own planet and for <laughs> years and years and years in Mormonism. Uh, we were all told that the whole point in this life was, uh, to come to earth, to gain a body, to gain knowledge, to prove ourselves, um, worthy of, you know, uh, exaltation. And then after this life, we would progress and for those that gained the highest degree of the celestial kingdom, which was like the top heaven, because we have three heavens. Oh, and then wow. the and then the top heaven has three degrees within it. So there's like six heavens. No, wait, five heavens. Oh, um, and then and then there's hell, which is sons of perdition <laughs> out of darkness. But it's all very complicated. But if you get to the top, then you can have your own planet. Um, and yeah, you you can be about it you'll have you'll need to create spirits to people that planet and to do that you have to have lots of celestial sex and to do that because you need to create billions of spirits you need many many wives in order to create all of those spirit babies and that is where polygamy came from because we have to practice it in this life to be practicing 
in order to have the many wives in the next life so that you can make all those spirit babies to send them down to your earth. Now, a few years ago, what the church <laughs> likes to do is they like to put up like frequently asked questions uh, on their newsroom. So on the newsroom, they put up really quietly uh, a list of like 15 frequently asked questions and to kind of dispel myths about Mormonism, you know, are you polygamous, things like that. And one of them that was quite shocking to a lot of us, it said, do you get your own planet in the next life? And it started with no full stop. And everyone was just like, whoa, buddy, we were going through all this on the promise that we get to create our own worlds. Worlds without number is what the manuals and the scriptures would say. And now on there, they're just like, no, no, you don't get a planet anymore because that's too weird to say that you get a planet <laughs> in the next life. Oh my God. And, and, and we, we, oh. yeah. And, and we never told you, you would get your own planet. We never did, you know, prophets got up and they'd be like, well, don't, yes, know, that we, don't know that we teach that. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna put that up as the Mormon yeah, example. The ultimate guess. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they they were like Oprah, you get a planet, you get a planet, you, you get a planet. Get a planet. Then, yeah, 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 I know, right? All all of a sudden they realized they couldn't afford it and they were like, No, no one gets planets. So yeah, I'm going you know, with that, the planet. You, you, you know, it's interesting that you say that, um, because the watchtower does something very, very similar, man. Um they they specialize in gaslighting. I mean they 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 literally do. Um, they told people who went to prison that if you didn't go to prison in, instead of going to take alternative service in the military, uh, you would lose God's favor. Then they changed it and they said, well, you can take alternative service. And then they said, we didn't tell you that we, we didn't tell you that. And, and so the same when they changed doctrines, they would often tell Jehovah's witnesses, well, you read too much into what we said. We, you, you took it too seriously. <laughs> we didn't mean it quite like that. Oh and God. so they guess like, man, that is so amazing. They, they, they tell you something for years, and then when they change it, they basically blame the membership for getting it wrong. But wow, d- yeah. didn't a lot of people go to prison over like the alternative service thing? Oh man, yeah, all yeah. around over. the world. What was now this? Now this is the kicker, Chief. Think about this. Imagine you was a Joe was with his eighteen year old kid. You go to prison this week. The watchtower changed the rules the following week, and then you got four years that you got to serve. And they blaming you. They well, you you were too your, your conscience was too strict, and that's what happened. A lot of Jehovah's Witness men got caught in prison with the change, and they couldn't get out. The, the court system yeah. was like, what do you mean? What do you mean y'all change y'all mind? <laughs> you told and with, the 19, you it, and with the nineteen seventy five teaching, when they told us that it was going to be nearing man six thousand year on Earth, because they actually thought it was a literal six thousand years, and then they said that you know the end would be coming, and um, they they were talking about nineteen seventy five. They all these people went out and charged up all this money on their credit cards and got into oh. all kind of debt. We know somebody that canceled themselves out of the pension fund because yeah. the end was coming. It was a whole bunch of stuff. People were selling their homes and. And then they said, oh, some brothers. Oh, that was some brothers that did that. We didn't give you any inkling. We didn't make you think that any world was coming to an end. You did that on your own. Yeah. Now, all these me- Yet the Watchtower had an article saying, why are you looking forward to 1975? You know, but it's like, where did that come from? Yeah. You know, yeah. 
So they and, got and it's not and, and it's not and, and, and yeah. Go ahead. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's funny because when you talk to Jehovah's about 1975, they will latch on to it. Well, we didn't directly say it. And then when you turn around and say, okay, you didn't directly say it, but you implied it. But there are four, there are three or four other examples where you directly say it. And all of a sudden, you just see the wind go out of their sail. Because 1914, the world ended. 1918, the world ended. 1925, the world ended. They even said the world would have ended by the end of the 20th century. And here we are now almost 23 years into the 21st century. And the world was supposed to have ended in the 20th century. So even when a Jehovah's Witness jumps on and tries to defend 1975, the Watchtower has so much they publish predicting in the world. It doesn't even matter. And I, mm-hmm. I, I we, we made the point uh, in one of our videos that you need to understand what it means when a person predicts the end of the world. They're basically trying to prove that Jesus Christ is a liar. The Bible says that Jesus said, I don't know the day or the hour. So when you have a religious denomination and those in leadership decide they know when, they're trying to prove Jesus Christ a lot. I mean, the, the arrogance of religious leaders, man, has no boundaries. None. Yeah. Sorry. I just, you guys, like, for us not getting the world, that's okay one minute to the next because you're like, well, it doesn't affect me in this life. But going to prison and then being told you didn't have to, you know, and we never actually we never actually said we that. Or said. or giving up yeah. your pension because the end of the world's coming next year. And then the end yeah. of the world doesn't come. And they're just like, Well, you know, we never we never said that. So I'm giving I'm giving you the point for round three <laughs> because that's unreal. <laughs> like they gaslight us about eternal consequences. You guys are on daily consequences. Daily consequences, man. Daily, daily, every day. Okay, let's hit the. Uh, uh, hit my own planet, though. <laughs> Sorry, that is cool. I, I, would, I, I, I would love planet, to boy. have my own planet, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, would you love all the sister wives, though? No. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 man! I used to work with this lady. I used to work with this lady, and whenever she was discussing the Bible, she would say, "JT." I just have certain problems when it comes to religious beliefs because you always can tell there's a man's hand all up in the yes. background somewhere, you know? And so when you start talking about polygamy, you know, that's the benefit of the man. Yeah, women, no, absolutely. women, they get absolutely. the, they get the short end of the, they get the short end of the Right. <laughs> okay. Let's hit the, uh, the hit next. It. Let's see what we got next. Okay. The brethren are praying. What are we gonna do? Okay, one. Number one. What's number one? Uh sacred rights. Now, I've put this one in here, and what I mean by sacred rights is secret rights. Okay, is there anything secret that the Jehovah's Witnesses used to do that only Jehovah's Witnesses were either allowed to know about or kind of like stuff that when new people come, you're like, we don't talk about that because we don't want to scare them away, like milk before meat. Not really. Yes, the it only- is. They well, don't well, talk about shunning. They don't well, tell people well, if they get baptized and, and they, if they they never tell people that if they're going if they get baptized and they do something wrong, they're gonna get this fellowship to shun, or if they want to just walk away from the religion, they're gonna be um, ostracized by the people. 
They don't. We don't talk about that to people. Yeah, but it's not really secret. He's talking about. See, the Mormons, they got the magic. The magic under. Uh, this is why I put it in because I knew this I was know, a man, guaranteed I, point. Jehovah's <laughs> Witnesses can't touch the magic underwear, man. I, they they can't. <laughs> they can't touch the magic drawers. We because you got like you said, you got secrets. Y'all got. Yeah, secrets. y'all got magic drawers, man. I, I mean, <laughs> what what would you say? What would the Jehovah's Witnesses say about like Mormons and the temple and stuff like that? What what would be the the normal attitude? They would look at that as 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 as, as along the lines of something demonic. We we live here in Washington D.C. and there's a temple here in the Washington D.C. area. You you can see it when you drive around. It's beautiful. I mean, it's yeah. It, and the way and the way it is situated next to what's called the Beltway, um, it's it's ten thousand cars pass it every day. Yeah. When the sun hits that thing, man, and they got like the dude with the little trumpet on top, Marana. um. When the sun hits it, man, it will it will literally blind you. Can be and it will blind you because the sun reflects, you know, the reflection of the sun. Uh, they just open it up. You can actually can go. They are letting people go inside now to certain parts that for decades people could not go. And and they, from what I understand, man, the lines are just because you you've seen this building for thirty years, man. You like, but you can't go into certain parts of it. And now they made the announcement. You can come visit us and see the magic part and stuff, you know. But yeah, y'all got that. Y'all got that secret stuff. I got to give it to you. Yeah, y'all got that, man. Yeah. Okay, so give us some secrets. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Tell us about so, well, I can't tell you the stuff that I've sworn not to say. Okay. Upon, we, we totally get that. Upon pain of death. So that's, but that's how bad it is. There are certain parts that you have to covenant not to to tell. And gaslighting with the current in the the current ceremony, you make signs and tokens and passwords and handshakes, secret handshakes to get past the angels that stand as sentinels, you know, at the veil to get into heaven. Okay. So if you don't have them, when you get there, you, if you don't know, like the secret club handshake, then you screwed. So yeah. you can't reveal them. It's it, they're, Maso- they're Masonic handshakes. Okay. Because Joseph Smith was a Freemason. He wanted yes, to create thought, his, yeah. own, his own Freemasonry. So he, he created it within the church and all the symbols are masonic symbols um and yeah it's, it's you go in the, and first of all you have to do um there's baptisms for the dead so which gets yeah. a little bit creepy i guess yeah, it, it from, does yeah when i heard it i was leaving yeah so it, we we do the genealogy and people that haven't been baptized in this life you send your like youth your 12 year olds your 13 year olds to go be baptized over and over and over again and the priesthood holder that's doing the baptism i've done it before you stand there in the font and you've got a smaller person because it's easier with children to be dipping them all the time um and there's a little screen and there'll be someone up top and he's got a long list of names and it's got the prayer and you say um having been commissioned of jesus christ i baptize you for and in behalf of and then you say the person's name and a different person's name will come up each time and then who is dead in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. And then you dip them, and then you bring them up, and another person's name will be there, and you do the same thing 40, 50 times. Yeah. And then another priest and holder will get in. Yeah, yeah, same kid over and over again. 